Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I'm your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how we doing this week? We're back. We are back. We are in person. We are winning bets. Joe Burrow's a bitch fraud. Everything is good. Hell yeah. You want to talk about last week? Gloat a little bit? Let's do the report. So, last week we went 3-2 and two with our best bet hitting. We ended up up 1.65 units on the week. First up, one of our losses this week. We had the Tennessee Titans plus one. They ended up losing in overtime to the Colts. Yeah, that was some supreme bullshit. Because it's, it's always bad. Like, how many times? I think that's two straight weeks that I've lost a bet where it goes to overtime and my team gets the ball and kicks a field goal on the first drive. Uh, so that sucks. But it really, really sucks when you lose a game in which 14 points are given away on punt blocks. That's gnarly. It's, it's pretty rough. The only reason that the game even went to overtime is because the Titans missed the game-winning extra point. That's tough to do. Why is Nick Folk still in the league? I, feels like, I feel like he just misses kicks all the time and has no range. That's the most ac- – oh, you missed it. That was the most acne I've ever seen on a grown man's face. We currently have Thursday Night Football on. It's terrible. Just, yeah, I mean, we're not watching it, but – It's on. It is on. So, Titans, we should have fucking won that bet. I make that bet again. But this is what happens when you bet on the Titans. Exactly. I mean, I, like, I feel like we should have won that bet, but also it's a thing we've talked about before of this is what happens when you bet on the Titans or similar teams. But, yeah, I mean, there was, there was some bullshit in that game. But let's move on. We can talk about one of our wins. We had the Atlanta Falcons minus one and a half over the Jets. I think they won like 13 to 6 or 13 to 8 or something. Weird score, but one a of my win. one of my favorite things to tell like so when my friends get my bets, they're like, "Oh, I don't want to bet on this quarterback. He sucks." And I'm like, "I know he sucks, but he's not as bad as the other guy." <laughs> and this is a perfect case of that. Like, yes, Desmond Ritter does indeed suck, but he's not Tim Boyle. Exactly. So Tim Boyle, turns out, uh, still doesn't deserve to be in, in the NFL. Probably doesn't deserve to start at a Power 5 college. Well, I, I don't think he is in the NFL anymore. Nah, yeah, basically not, yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's just what happens when you... That's exactly how we thought that game would go, and it's we won. Yay. Absolutely. It was a good one. Our second and final loss of the week, we, we went with the fuck it pick. Yeah, we, we should not have picked the Commanders. And we took the Commanders plus nine and a half. We did say... Don't do it. It's a bad idea, and they very well might lose by 30 points, which they did lose by 30-some points. You could not have nailed it any harder. Um, but it was a fuck-it pick. Yeah, it was a true gambler's pick. Literally, we had to make a fifth pick, and I said, you know what would be more fun watching this game? So fuck it, make it the fifth pick. But I admittedly still didn't really watch much of that game. I watched the first half, and you, it, it was really fun because, like, once again, Sam Howell actually did play very well in the few snaps that he wasn't being murdered by the defensive line. Andrew Van... I, I don't think... I'm not joking. I don't think that Austin Wiley, the right tackle, successfully blocked Van Ginkle, Andrew Van Ginkle, one time. 
That's that's there, bad. There were multiple reps where Andrew Wiley was standing, running backwards towards Sam Howell to catch up to the defensive end who had just walked past him. And PFF gave him a solid grade, of course. Maybe he's really good in the run game. Nope. They gave him a solid pass-blocking grade. Okay, I got nothing. There's nothing to give. It's it's remarkable. I, I think that Austin Wiley's mom might work for PFF. Uh, no, it's really bad. It's completely untenable. We should not have made this bet. And Ron Rivera's dumbass took over play calling on defense and then just ran man defense with a undrafted cornerback on Tyreek Hill. Hey, don't do that. Is it Andrew Wiley and then Austin Van Ginkle or Andrew? I don't know. I get my whites confused. I, I don't know Van Ginkle's first name. It is Andrew Van Ginkle. So we got two Andrews? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a popular name. I just didn't want to do a uh, – I wasn't sure if we were doing a, a Joe Woods, Vance Joseph. No, we did. I got racist on or my tackles. S- Steve Wilkes. <laughs> I anti-white discriminated. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think we need to talk about that one much more. No, like, um, that was a deserved loss, and we told you it was a bad bet not to make it. Absolutely. But we can talk about some wins. Uh, it definitely ended the week a little bit better. We had the Rams minus three and a half over Cleveland. I think they won by about two touchdowns. Yeah, we got a little lucky because, well, first of all, when we made the bet, we thought we were betting against Dorian Thompson Robinson or PJ Walker. Mm-hmm. We were betting against Joe Flacco, who is easily the best quarterback the Browns have had since Baker Mayfield. And that is a terrifying thing to say. Yes. Uh, that being said, Flacco, he threw the ball away a lot. I don't think he really was comfortable in the playbook yet, but, like, shocker. Yeah. Um, he's been there a week. Also, the Rams scored a touchdown in the last couple minutes when they could have just taken a knee to ice the game. Regardless, we would have won minus three and a half one way or another, and the Rams did look like the better team. And the Browns' defense no longer looks unstoppable. I feel like this happens to a lot of teams when they have really good defenses but the offense can't do much for them. Yeah. That towards the end of the year, they run out of gas because they've had to be Superman all season long, and you just can't do that. Well, also, they actually have Superman on their team, but he lost an arm. That that also makes it harder. Like, like I, I know that Miles Garrett is playing, and I know that he says he's healthy, but even Miles Garrett isn't close to himself a couple days after his arm popping out of his socket. Right. So, you know... Give their defense some grace and time to recover. I can't believe that the Steelers didn't score any points on a pick that took them to the 20-yard line. This game is a national travesty. It is an indictment on football. Football this year has been an indictment on football. It's so bad. (laughs) Next game? Yeah, next game. This was our best bet of the week. We had San Francisco minus 2.5 over Philly. Uh, Yeah, good job. Uh, I think the Philly fans left in the third quarter. Uh, to quote Michael Render, I told y'all suckers, I told y'all suckers, I told you on RTJ1, and then I told you on RTJ2, and you still don't believe me, so here we go, RTJ3, talk to me. Uh, Bailey Zappi just tried to throw another pick. This, wow. It, it, and oh, it, it got blocked. And they it don't stop! <laughs> wow! Holy shit! Back-to-back plays. In the last 35 seconds of football on my television, we have seen a 4th-and-2 not converted, a pick dropped, 
and a punt blocked. This is not a sport. Liquidate this game. Sell it for parts. I think we just... They keep talking about expansion, but in reality... We, we need, need retraction. To, we need to just get rid of eight teams. <laughs> it's, what I, it's what I've been saying they should do in the NBA for like 20 years. The NBA needs to get rid of like 16 teams. Yeah. But... um, Wow, that is devastatingly bad football. So, the 49ers was a great pick, though. It like, was. It worked out exactly like we thought. The one fear that some people had that we did not share was that the 49ers offensive line is not very good, and that defensive line for the Eagles is sick. But Shanahan makes it go away because you don't need to block for too long to throw a fucking screen or a slant. Exactly. And you don't need to block that well in the run game when you're doing outside zone because the running back is basically just going to alter his running path to figure out where the one gap that worked is. And Trent Williams is there. One, ed- like, the edge is going to get sealed. So, yeah. Also, Jalen Hurts is just, he's bad. It's really bad. He's been looking very bad. Like, he's always looked iffy. Mm, he's always been kind of bad. But his production has been good. The his, stats have been good. Yep. The, the big plays have been there, even if it's not necessarily him making elite plays. But there have been big plays that he's throwing the ball. And you're not getting that as much. So now when he does all that stupid shit or, like, completely misses throws or is two seconds late on a read, you you notice it a lot more because yeah. you're not getting the, the magic plays. It's a little bit what happened with Josh Allen just on a different kind of scale of at the beginning of this year when Josh Allen was throwing a bunch of picks but he also wasn't really getting those you know patented 60 yard bombs downfield to people like he was missing those too and you go damn this guy kind of fucking sucks doesn't he and I feel like that's what happened that's what's happened with Hertz is that I feel like the bad hasn't gotten much worse yeah, it's the same it just he doesn't have AJ Brown stealing a 50 yard touchdown as often anymore yeah and then like you can't rely on that against good teams yeah and, and, and the, the 49ers did a really good job on AJ Brown basically the 49ers said we'll give you the slant from the slot but that's it and it worked 49ers are a good team 49ers are a good team the defense, coordinated by Joe Woods slash Steve Wilkes slash, I don't know, oh. Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, w- it was actually well done. So congrats. Uh, they adjusted in the second quarter because the slants were giving them a little too much trouble. The middle of the field was just vacant. And they just said, oh, we, fuck, we have Fred Warner. Sick. <laughs> and, and then that went away and the Eagles couldn't do anything. Sorry, bird watcher, but I'm not sorry at all. Yeah, this was this was just. Mm-hmm. All right, so a nice three and two week, and the best bet goes up to nine and five on the year. I'm a little bummed because we were totally right about Cincinnati. Like we literally nailed the Cincinnati bet, and then I emotionally said, "Fuck it, Sam Howell." For, yeah, we were. I mean, for no reason we, at all. We were locked in on Cincy until mm-hmm. like the the recap. Yeah. And I literally, my thought process was, I don't really want to watch that game. I'm going to watch Sam Howell anyway. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, it was dumb, but it was also a bet that I said we shouldn't make. And personally, I got plus 800 on the Bengals' money line, so I don't care. I'm really happy. Good bet, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Joe Burrow is such a fraud. Let's talk about some picks. I was about to say, we will get to that quite soon. I don't know how soon, but this week. Moving on to week 14. 
God, this year is flying by. I know, and I'm still waiting for the football to get good. (laughs) (laughs) Better luck next year. (laughs) First up, besides this atrocious Thursday night game, oh my God. That was the most pathetic Philly special I've ever seen. That that tight end just tried to throw the ball, and it came out of his hand sideways. Mike Tomlin has a look of utter disgust on his face. Yeah, you know who made that pass break up? Mac Wilson, baby. Oh, my. Ghosts of Brown's past. How do you not? How, wow. I know Jabril is having a great year for them. So He is. And he's actually, he had two picks today that were both disallowed. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, I think, you know, he has a role. No, not, now that they put him at linebacker, he's sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. First up, we have the Houston Texans going to play the New York Jets. The Jets are plus three and a half. Salah is going to give Stroud a hard time. And Salah has been good against Kyle Shanahan-style offenses historically. Probably not a coincidence that he coached under Kyle Shanahan for so long. Right. And he's familiar with it. Um, Tank Dell out for the season. There goes C.J. Stroud's fuck it, you know, tank down there somewhere. CJ Stroud has really come back to earth the last couple weeks. He's still better than I thought, but he's not. He's solid. He's not good, good. And that's good for a rookie. But, you know, let's call it what it is for now. Don't look now. We have a one score game in this shit fest. Mitch Trubisky, the truth. You see that laser he just threw on that two-point oh, conversion? Dude, I get your two... You, dude, it's like it has two meanings, because, like, he's the truth, like he's good, but also his name is True Biscay, dude. Yeah, that uh, was fucking sick. I'm fucking picking up on what I'm putting down. <laughs> All right. So, I kind of want to bet on Houston, but I don't like laying three and a half. I feel like... I keep on thinking Zach Wilson can't be this bad, because... I feel like nobody can be this bad. Wrong. But he just is. Um, Did uh, I don't know all that much to trust on the reports of Zach Wilson just mm-hmm. like not wanting to play football or not having the heart for it. But did you see that article that he is reluctant to go back in and Aaron Rodgers had to like go talk to him? Yeah. I that's not a good sign. So Aaron Rodgers came out and disputed the story, and right. I think that what. What I've heard, and this actually sounds pretty reasonable, is that Zach Wilson, basically, they came to him and were like, all right, we're going to start you next week. And he's like, no, we're not doing this fucking game. You either start me the rest of the season or you don't fucking start me. Like, I don't want to do this on and off the bench bullshit. That's fair. That is fair. And, like, also, after a quarter of Tim Boyle, you got to have eyes and be like, oh, oh, he doesn't belong in this league. He shouldn't play this sport. He'll be a good coach one day. Honestly, I I don't doubt it. I bet you he'll be great. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's what he wants to do. And more power to him. Go get started next year. Uh, man, I just I don't want to touch this game. No. I, I lean to the Texans, but laying three and a half with a rookie quarterback against a good defense is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I think if it was three, it would be a legitimate conversation because I think the Texans are better and the Jets literally can't score. But at three and a half, you're still laying too much for a bad team. Yep. So I think we just move on and try and find games that are a little bit more fun. Yep. Now, luckily, we have that because next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are minus one and a half, or you can get Tampa plus two and a half. And 
the winner of this game is in first place in the NFC South going to the playoffs at six and seven. That's knocking futz. I would like to remind our listeners of a, a little pact that Alex and I made two weeks ago where we promised never to bet on the Bucks again. Are we breaking that pact? I need, I need citrus fruits immediately because <laughs> I am coming down with a bad case of scurvy. My gums are aching. My eyes are yellowing. I want to bet on the Buccaneers. I know you do. But I know I shouldn't. So, for the record, I actually did already type the Bucks into the Excel spreadsheet. As now, right now I have them as a maybe. They shouldn't. We. Sh- okay, they have a terrible defense. They do have But a the one thing defense. that their defense does is stop the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only thing that the Falcons do. Correct. Additionally, <laughs> the Buccaneers secondary sucks ass. But you know why it's so bad? Because it's just a bunch of big corners who aren't very fast and have no lateral movement skills. But that's exactly what the fucking Falcons do. They got Drake London and fucking Kyle Pitts, and neither of them can change direction, and they're not very fast, but they are big. So it's literally the best matchup the Bucks are ever going to get. <laughs> I don't want to bet on this fucking team, dude, but I kind of think I should. Maybe maybe we leave them on the maybe pile yeah. and come back because this is only the second team. And although we like it, there are enough red flags about this Bucks team. They're Baker Mayfield's going to have a fucking baby too, dude. He's going to get the baby bump. Well, I thought that they just announced the kid. They did, but he's jazzed. Yeah, they don't have plenty of time. What what kind of the the name on that child? Oh my god! It's 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 a girl, so its middle name is Lynn, and you will pronounce it when you say her name. We were thinking like, uh, well, his so his middle name is Reagan. Mm-hmm. So we we think it's gonna be like Nikki Haley Mayfield. That actually sounds pretty on point. <laughs> Nikki and Haley are both white trash names that he would probably go with. They should no. They should go with Nikki Haley's real name. Some tells me that's not going to play in Texas slash Florida. Nimrata Patel? Uh, I have it as Nimrata Nikki Rendawa. I don't, I'm sure that's... Well, Haley is her married last name. So mm-hmm. what is her real last name? Uh, Ron Rendawa. No. Oh, yeah. Nay Rendawa. I thought it was Patel for some reason. I'm just doing racisms all You're, over. Yep, you, you just need to stop making assumptions listen i i call people by their chosen preferred name because i'm forward thinking and so i don't even why would i even know her dead name i I wouldn't do such a thing interesting wow i'm sorry i got a little a little wrapped up in the you can go down the nikki haley rabbit hole for quite a while the i mean even just her parents experience very interesting oh yeah um she's actually got a cool background story (laughs) just is an idiot it's a football podcast, Alex. <laughs> shut I'm up! Sorry. Shut up and dribble. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll put the bucks on the maybe pile because I do think that logically speaking, they're a good bet. However, emotionally, I can't. Yeah, no, it's fair, and I we just don't need to make that bet right now, especially because there are a lot of actionable games this week. So we'll move on. 
Next up in the noon slate, we have the Detroit Lions going to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears are plus three or Lions minus three and a half. If we can get Bears plus three, that means we can get Lions minus three at the same place. I, you gave me this site. I know. We're taking Lions minus three, right? Wait, fuck, what's the... No, the weather is nice here this weekend. It was like 53 today. I mean, there are three days until the game. It could be 20 by the time Sunday comes. Fuck, you're right, it's 38. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the high. Yeah. Damn, it's going to be lovely all weekend, and then 35 on Sunday? Yeah, kick off. Hey, at least it won't rain. Well, the thing is, Jared Goff just kind of sucks in the cold. He does. But Jared Goff kind of sucks anyway. He's been terrible. Mm-hmm. I, how, I, this is wildly premature, given that it's week 14 of the 2023 football season. But when Ben Johnson gets a head coaching job, are we betting on Detroit to win fewer than seven games? Probably. I've heard that uh, this comes courtesy of friend of the podcast, Restore the War. He believes that their tight ends coach is low-key going to be the next Ben Johnson. And I would say that's called being a homer if it wasn't for the fact that he was super high on Ben Johnson before Ben Johnson was Ben Johnson. And I said, dude, I've never fucking heard of him. He can't be that good. And I was wrong. Yeah, maybe the Lions have the the new version of what was that, like the tw- 2010 uh, the Redskins? Yeah, when they had, had LaFleur. Dan McDaniel. Campbell's just lining up masterminds for sure. I, I might believe that if it wasn't for the fact that his first choice at offensive coordinator is Anthony Lynn. <laughs> well, maybe... Nah, he can't come back from Anthony Lynn. Well, maybe he's not making the decisions anymore. Or he wasn't making the decisions the first time. It's still his staff. He hired Ben Johnson to work under Anthony Lynn. Yeah, maybe because the who's one of the Fords was like, oh, Anthony Lynn. I loved watching those Los Angeles Chargers. They still San Diego. Okay, do we think the Bears can score twenty four points? Because the Lions will score twenty one points. Hey, Sorry, flip that. Do we think the Bears can score twenty one? Because the Lions will score twenty four. Honestly, I think they might be able to just because they're going to be able to run. And that's the one thing Detroit's defense is decent at. You think? I don't know. Their their run defense still scares the shit out of me. Their pass defense scares me more. True, but you know that Chicago can actually run. They can. Whereas I don't trust them to pass outside of some like crazy plays that DJ Moore makes happen. And I feel like they'll be able to run on them. Will now, it? will they win? I don't think so. No, they're not going to win, but we got to cover three. Uh, I'm checking the wind right now. Oh, it's only going to be 11 miles an hour wind. Nope, I was wrong. 13. Still, not bad. Um, Do you want a Lions the maybe pile? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like, I think they're going to win, but it is a square pick, and I'm a little afraid that the Bears are better than I give them credit for right now. Yeah, and I think that we have to go back to when it was like, all right, they're a bad team, but they can do a couple of things well. And if they get into games where they kind of just have to try and do those few things, or they can stay close that way. And Detroit hasn't looked great recently. Their run defense scares me. Their defense scares me. Well, yeah. Well, because their their pass defense has been shitty for years. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're used to it. Right, and I expect it, and I know they're bad, whereas the run defense is supposed to be better now. But I don't know. Every time I still watch them, I go, like, 
Yeah. No, the defense is, like, not good. Yeah. Which, like, Aaron Glenn, what a bust. He was supposed to be the next big thing. And Jared Goff is hurtling back to earth. Yeah, it's almost like he was never performing that well in the first place, but things were working out for him. So, like, I don't know if I'm really that high in Detroit either. I'm not. Either. I'm not. Like, <clears throat> they have a bad defense, a bad quarterback. The only reason, The only reason that I would bet this game is because... Fading Chicago is one of the most profitable things you can do in sports. Yeah. Because Justin Fields is chronically overrated, and the Bears just won a game on Monday Night Football. Or Thursday Night. On one of the... Yeah, Monday Night Football. They beat the Vikings. That was their last game. And it was a terrible game. But people are just going to look at the box score. They're going to look at the last throw that Justin Fields made and go, oh. So, I don't know if that counteracts fully my... Because, like, relative to the market, I'm a little low on Detroit. Like, I kind of want to fade Detroit, but... Not as much as I want to fade the Bears. All right, you're right. We don't have a take on this game. Yeah, just not, at least not one that I feel comfortable enough with. And I feel like that's something we've learned over the last few years. Is that late in the year we get into like, oh, yeah, we just got to make picks. This one, yeah, I like this angle. And then we lose games in November and December and go, what the fuck happened? And it's like, well, because we didn't actually like those games that much. We just talked ourselves into the pick. Yep. But... We can move on. Uh, we've got two maybe piles. Doesn't help us a ton right now. But next game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are minus three, or you can jack- get Jacksonville plus three and a half. Yeah, this is nuts. I thought that this line was just because Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to play. Trevor Lawrence practiced today. He's going to play. So this is just truly what the line is. And I get it a little bit. Uh, Before I saw this line, I wanted to bet on the Browns because I think Joe Flacco is multiple tiers above what they've had. And I don't think Joe Flacco is good. But he looks like an NFL quarterback, whereas Deshaun Watson and DTR didn't. I agree. People forget that Jacoby Brissett was one of the three or four most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL last year with the Browns. I mean, I think Stefanski does make a good offense for, like, kind of just don't fuck up. Yeah. The Steelers are going to end up winning this game, huh? <laughs> It'd be pretty hilarious. But then we can see the end of Bill Belichick quicker. The Steelers go to 8-5. and five. That's insane. That's a, it's a strange year. We say for the third straight year. Yeah. Next year's going to be better. Next year's going to be way better. Yeah, just starting to feel like a Browns fan talking about the NFL talent level, where you're just like, ah, next year, though, that'll be the year. Next year, we're going to get Drake May and maybe Caleb Williams. I'm iffy on him. I don't know. I haven't watched enough, but I've watched two, three games, and they were all bad. Um, But I know he's better than that. So probably going to get two good quarterbacks. We're going to get some coaches reshuffled, so we'll actually have, like, good quarterbacks with good coaches, right? Like Herbert, new coach. Allen, maybe a new coach. Sure. We'll see. I don't know. We got to pick this here, though. I know. All right. <laughs> what game are we talking about? Jacksonville versus Cleveland? Right. Uh, quick injury stuff. Amari Cooper hasn't practiced this week um, with a concussion and bruised ribs. The Jags, they don't have their injury report for today. They just have... Well, I think generally the Jaguars are a little bit of an overrated team. I think a lot of that stems from the fact that Trevor Lawrence is overrated himself. Uh, ooh, big question is, does Christian Kirk play? Because he's their best receiver. Uh, he's limited. He hurt his groin on Monday Night Football on, like, the first snap of the game. Because Trevor Lawrence threw him a wounded duck on a busted coverage. 
Man. Again, I, I really liked the value of the Browns here until I saw this line. The Browns shouldn't be favored over a good team like that. Oh, never mind. I don't know. Uh, Christian Kirk is 100% out. He is going to have surgery. He will miss six to eight weeks. Fuck, dude. The Browns. Mm. But they lined it right. They lined the game right. The Browns should have been, like, I, I imagined that the Browns were going to be catching three and a half or four, mm-hmm. and instead they're laying it, and I can't fucking step in front of that. I have to look Jaguars, but that's too trendy, and they're way too hurt. Yeah, I mean, again, we only have Wednesday, but Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, Walker Little, like, those are all legitimate starters for them, and none of them practiced, and well, we so know Christian Kirk is... I know today Trevor Lawrence played, Okay. Uh, and he, he's going to play in the game. But, yeah, your left tackle's banged up, might not go. Your star receiver is not playing. Calvin Ridley. Remember Calvin Ridley? Yeah. I remember in the offseason when people were saying he's a superstar wide receiver? No, it turns out, no. There was never a good reason to think that. <laughs> and, and, like, well, the, the stat that everybody loved, what the fuck, Mitch Trubisky? He's trying to fit it in, man. Oh. He's so inbred looking. He is. Men are Ohio, baby. So... Calvin Ridley got super hyped because his uh, yards per route run was really high. And it turns out that that's just because, like, he got targeted a lot as a slot receiver primarily with Matt Ryan. And it doesn't actually have that much to do with him being great. So, Calvin Ridley, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, not special. Christian Kirk, probably a little better. Here's the season. Mitch Trubisky on fourth and two throwing a go ball. That should have been a flag. Why did... Dude, everybody in the NFL keeps doing this shit. They keep on throwing go balls on fourth down and short. Because they're just throwing for flags. That's actually what I think he did. I actually agree that there was no flag there. Yeah, no, there wasn't. I don't don't think he did anything. No, he just tripped. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, refs. And good job... I love seeing Mitch... How do we blame Matt Nagy for this one, Mitch? Uh, I'm also really happy that the Patriots aren't going to get Drake May now. Knock on some wood. Sorry, Juice, that was me. He'll still draw right into their laps. Yeah, the Bears won't take him. He went to UNC just like Mitch. If they scout off the helmet they like No, that, they, the fans will revolt if we draft a UNC quarterback. The, I mean, I feel like it's also because just the hype that Caleb Williams has. This is true. But I, I feel like sometimes you need to tell your fans t- that they're fucking idiots and to shut up. Yes, but the Bears don't do that. I know, but they should. <laughs> and be like, the, the, these are different players. The like, Bears, who gives a shit? The Bears literally benched Andy Dalton in the midst of a good season because the owner said the fans want to see Justin Fields. Bad organizations stay bad for very predictable reasons. Yep. Uh, back to the Browns game. Like we can't bet it. We're yeah, we're really trying to labor our way through it because it's so actionable. But I agree, it's going to be a good game. I yeah. and there's not many of those. I don't think we can bet on it. They're I don't too- even want to put it in the maybe because I can't even no. pick a side. No, I can't. I can't maybe it. It's it's two similarly calibered teams. The Jaguars have a better record, but it is fraudulent because they haven't played anybody, and they're also very hurt. The Browns' record is a little bit worse, but it's also fraudulent because Trevor Lawrence, or sorry, Joe Flacco, is an upgraded quarterback that they haven't had all year. Mm-hmm. And that puts these teams at about equal. If anything, I think the value should be on the Browns. It's not. I worry about the Browns' defense running out of steam as well. Yeah, you talked about that a little before we were potting. Yeah, that I don't know. They scare me. Uh, they've had too many... Just too many miles on the year, and on top of that, you can only you can only turn the knob up to eleven and rip it off one time. 
Yeah. So I worry about them and the way they're going to finish the year. But they're fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, I think they're in the wild card right now. Yeah. So over the the Colts and the Browns making the playoffs over the Bills. The if the Steelers were able to pull this game off too, they would be in that conversation. <laughs> it ain't over, baby. I oh, I know. But anyway, uh, not even a maybe pile. Just twenty minutes on a game we're not going to bet on. Fine. Let's move on. Yep. And what I imagine will be our first bet of the week, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus one and a half. Who day? We're fucking Bengals fans now, dude. We, Jake Browning. We told you guys, Joe Burrow is a system quarterback. And Jake Browning comes in. Jake Browning, by the way, I, I love this because a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, well, what if Jake Browning's just playing really, really well today? Yeah. So, Jake Browning, who is on his 10th team, he has been a part of 26 transactions in four years. Uh, He was a redshirt senior undrafted quarterback out of Washington. Despite having a ton of wins at Washington on a good team, he couldn't get drafted because he's small and he's got a weak arm and tiny hands. He's not very good. and He's been cut from like eight teams. He's been a third stringer everywhere he's been. The only reason that he wasn't a third stringer this year is because the Bengals traded Brandon Allen to the 49ers during training camp. Jake Browning sucks. He's a middle-tier backup, and he might be better than Joe Burrow. Now, probably not. I think I'd rather have Burrow, if only for the moxie and, like, intangible things he brings to a team with his big fake teeth. But Joe Burrow is a check-down king. Joe Burrow relies on Jamar Chase breaking shit off after the catch. Joe Burrow relies on busted coverages because you can't run with Jamar Chase all day. And that's exactly what Jake Browning does. It's the same offense. People are... I saw a lot of Bengals fans who were uh, pushing the conspiracy theory that actually Joe Burrow called the plays for Jake Browning, and that's why they were so good. That's hilarious. Not even joking. The cope is which, insane. Which is hilarious because like Joe Burrow was on the sideline with a headset, but not with a play-calling sheet, so it's impossible he was calling the plays. Uh, he knows every play. It's true. Straight out of his brain. Totally. Mm-hmm. He's, so. al- he's also definitely not on any painkillers for the surgery he just had and is entirely lucid. Oh, yeah. So checkmate losers. <laughs> Jake Browning is still being treated as a downgrade because even the most optimistic fan right now is thinking Jake Browning might be kind of decent. Yeah. But Joe Burrow's elite when in reality, both quarterbacks are almost exactly the same caliber. So, and then, and then also the Colts are riding high because they just won a game right against a division rival. Don't they have like five or six wins this year? The Colts? Seven. Seven? They're in the playoffs. Yeah. But they won last week because they blocked two punts for touchdowns and of missed field goal uh, on the extra point. And they beat the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers can't play defense. And I I just realized we can't bet on them. No. So the Colts are unduly inflated and the Bengals are currently the value of the year. Yeah, I will say that I like Steichen, and I think he's I love doing Steichen. a wonderful job there. Mm, I, have I, a, I have a take. I worry that we missed the boat a little bit on Cincinnati because we wanted to— well, we didn't want to bet on them last week, but we talked about betting on them last week. No, we did, we did want to bet on them last week. We just— I don't know if we wanted to To the extent that, that we wanted to make any of our four picks that weren't San Francisco, we wanted to bet on them. That's fair. And I did actually bet on them in real life. It was one of two games I bet. Mm-hmm. But now we're into 
And I know I think people will probably go like, wow, what a crazy performance by Jake Browning. He'll never do that again. And they're right. He'll never have that stat line again. 80-something percent plus 313 yards. Yeah, like crazy. But I think he'll still put up pretty good stat lines. Two things. One, uh, I don't assume that Tyler Boyd will be throwing an interception directly into a defensive end's face at the five-yard line for no reason. So there's seven fewer points that the defense will give up. And two, I think that they know they have a quarterback who can function in the offense so they won't have wasted drives in the beginning of the game where they're just trying to do halfback dive down the field. Uh, Three, I hear you that we may have lost value because Jake Browning unveiled himself and now he's no longer our little secret, but the line hasn't moved. Yeah, like it's still being at one is a little surprising. I think it, I think it was Bengals plus one before that game, and now it's minus one, which effectively is nothing. Yeah, because it only matters if we fucking tie. Don't you put that out into the world? Okay. Uh, so I think we lock it in, though. We lock this in. This might be my best bet. I was about to say right now it's definitely the favorite. Oh yeah. Well, first bet, cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, Cincinnati minus one and a half. I just love it. And, like, we don't even need to get into the X's and O's because there's so much hidden value on Jake Browning not being a downgrade from Joe Burrow. That's the whole handicap right there. Yeah. If, if the market has any idea about the rest of the game, it's so wrong about this that we have to be right. Because um, if, if Joe Burrow is playing and healthy, what's this line? Probably Minus close. six? I was about to say, I'd say I don't think it'd be a touchdown, but probably six, six and a half. So you're telling me we get almost a touchdown of value just because Joe Burrow has big fake teeth? And smoked a cigar that one time? Oh my god, the Steelers stopped him. No tush push for you, Billy. Yeah, don't don't tush push with Bailey Zappy. I don't think he squats six hundred pounds. He doesn't have a quick twitch muscle in his body. Right over the top. Uh, and as the final thing, just because I feel like we forget about this lot, and then sometimes it bites us in the ass, uh, the Bengals look to be very healthy. Uh, yeah. Everyone's playing. T. Higgins got back on the field. He wasn't 100%, but he's playing. Uh, the Colts look to be healthy outside of Jonathan Taylor. Who? Yeah, he's done. Yeah. So they're in a pretty good spot as well, but at least you don't have to put up with Jonathan Taylor. Anyway, we'll move on from this game and continue the slog. Next up. We have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are minus seven and a half. And Lamar Jackson has diarrhea again. He, I don't know if you know, he missed practice today because he's sick, as he is every winter. I wonder, I wonder what he does in his home life. Do you think he sleeps with windows open all year round and it gets cold out? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know why I keep getting sick right in the beginning of December. It might just be because he's a Miami boy and now he's living in Baltimore and his no, because his body's got to fucking acclimate. I don't know. He could just be def- like iron deficient or something. Yeah, maybe. Um, whatever it is, Lamar's got tummy problems. We don't think that there's that much of a difference between him and Tyler Huntley though, so it's not like a huge calculus. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Rams to handle this Baltimore offense just because they don't have the athletes on defense. And then the Baltimore defense is awesome. So it's hard to just score with teams. Or, you know, hard to make it into a track meet with the Ravens. So I don't really want to touch this game. I lean to the Rams. I am impressed with them. And Matt Stafford is still capable of making the best throws in the NFL. It's just the consistency has dropped you off even further. Yeah, I mean, I think it over a touchdown, they're a decent bet. Especially because I think they'll be able to move the ball between their 
the wide receivers. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know if the defense is going to be able to get that many stops because even if you got a poop in Lamar, they're just so much more athletic. Yeah, and, and like the way that the Rams have been getting by is with lots of soft zone defense and just making sure that the other team eventually makes a mistake before they get to the end zone. You can't really do that against a team that's just going to throw short passes and run. Exactly. Like, the Ravens are already very comfortable doing that. Yeah. Like, that's what their offense is predicated on in the first place. And Lamar will gash you. Definitely. So, I think we just leave this one even with some things that we like about this game. Oh, my God. The game ended on that play. Um, The Patriots have the fifth pick. They have survived. Wow. What, What a football game. That what an experience that was. I think Bill O'Brien should have called the good plays when he had Mac Jones in also, instead of just now that he has Bailey Zappi. I think oh. that was the problem. Yeah. No, he, he used the good playbook today instead of the bad one. That photographer has incredibly long hair. It's sad that you don't anymore. It's it's fitting. You can't be. No, you can't be a long-haired 30-year-old. It's, no. Unless you're doing some sort of art. Yeah. Well, we are broadcasters. I will chill on that one. And for the final game of the noon slate, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are minus four and a half, or you can get the Panthers plus five and a half. When an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. (laughs) You can't bet on Bryce Young, but you can't bet on Jameis and the Saints. Laying four and a half. Oh, yeah. I... Nope. Yep, I'm I don't I'm not betting on this. I'd rather flip a coin between Cleveland and Jacksonville than to bet on this game. I lean Saints, but nope. Next game. Yep. And into the three o'clock hour. First up we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are plus three. I like Minnesota, I think. I like the Vikings are coming off a bye, so they're going to get their stuff together. And Josh Dobbs played really, really bad against the Bears. So I expect him to bounce back because even bad quarterbacks don't typically throw three pickables in one game, you know? Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson comes back this week. Justin Jefferson is, yeah, we got to bet the Vikings. Um, Here's the other thing. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback for the Raiders, he's been better than I thought he would be. But now you've got a chubby rookie quarterback going up against Brian Flores' exotic-ass defense. He's going to get confused. He's going to fuck up. Also, uh, Max Crosby hasn't practiced this week because of his knee injury. A a hobbled Max Crosby, because even if he plays, he's not going to be 100%, right? Correct. A hobbled Max Crosby makes that defense putrid. I agree. I think, yeah, we definitely I I like this bet. I kind of do, too. Like, at first, I was like, I think Mini, like, it's a good line. They're coming off a vibe. They're still in the fucking hunt. Yeah, all right. I I think we cha-ching this one. Yeah, cha-ching. We got Sin and Min. We also also have the way better coach. We do. Kevin O'Connell versus Antonio Pierce. So, the Minnesota Vikings, minus three. Yeah. Bet. And moving on, next up we have the Seattle Seahawks going to play the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are minus ten and a half. That line just, like, feels way too big, but then you look at the 49ers beating the shit out of the Seahawks two weeks ago or whatever on Thanksgiving. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately, 
it's difficult to fade the 49ers. Yeah, I think it's a prohibitive line. It I is. I think you just I move can't touch on. this line. I agree. I like sure there's value on Seattle because they kind of just have to like exist. Right. But, but sometimes teams don't like the commanders. Yeah, and how bad Seattle's offensive line has been lately is very worrisome when you have the San Francisco front well, seven coming and, in. And their defense, like it's the same problem that they had against the Cowboys, right? The reason that the Cowboys were able to score so many points is, yes, largely because of pass interference penalties that were bullshit. It helps. But it's also because Tariq Woolen is really talented at what he does, but he's the defensive DK Metcalf. He runs fast and he's tall. He doesn't have good ball skills, he can't tackle, and he's not quick. Enter the 49ers receivers, none of which are that fast, none of which are that big, but they're all very quick and very strong, and they will break tackles. So you're just going to throw slants, and Bobby Wagner is going to be too slow to catch up to the receivers. You're going to get dudes in space over the middle. Quandra Diggs is not a hitting safety. Tariq Woolen is not a hitting corner. Devin Witherspoon is, but he's one dude, and he's kind of small. Debo Samuel is not. He's two people wide. (laughs) And then Jamal Adams is a dick. Bad person. Has an ugly mom. You can't talk about people's wives when you got an ugly mom and no girlfriend. It was just strange. Apparently they have beef. Yeah, I saw that he doubled down on it again, that he was like, no, this is right. Yeah, I mean, he calls himself the best in the nation and refers to himself as the Prez, and he is... A bottom three or four safety in the NFL? <laughs> uh, the worst coverage safety in the NFL. I was about to say, basically just plays far linebacker. And, and playing far linebacker is actually very useful against this 49ers team. In theory, the problem is, I don't think he's very good at playing far linebacker anymore. He misses tackles a lot now. Like, a lot. So, I think he's kind of just a fucking defensive end. I think he's very far defensive end. <clears throat> So I, I don't know. I can't touch it. I think the 49ers are going to blow him out. I don't know if it gets to 10. I don't know what garbage time is going to look like. I kind of want to bet on the 49ers. Yeah, but you can't bet on 10 and a half. Yeah, no. You can't do it. It's prohibitive. All right. So we'll, we'll leave that one and move on. But before we do, just fuck Jamal Adams. Yeah. As a guy. Mm-hmm. And as a football player. Yep. He's this year's Kayvon Thibodeau to me. Yep. Next up. We have the Denver Broncos going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are minus two and a half, or you can get Broncos plus three. I want to stick my head in the oven. I don't. Don't harm yourself, kids. (laughs) But this is tough. Yeah. Because the fucking Chargers are the bet. But they just scored six points on the Patriots. And Denver has... Sean Payton has told Russ Wilson, like, you don't get to think anymore. You are checking the ball down and throwing to your first read, and it's kind of working. Did you see Mark Schlereth, uh, what he said on the radio? No. Okay, so Mark Schlereth has a weekly radio hit in Denver, mm-hmm. of course, the legend. Right. And look. Schlereth doesn't always have the best takes, especially on quarterbacks. He's actually really incredible at offensive and defensive line play evaluation. Makes sense. Makes sense. But, um, you know, with quarterbacks, sometimes it's a little meat-headed. But he, he nailed it. He was like, they were like, you know, Sean Payton's really got Russell Wilson turned around. He's playing real well lately. 
instinct goes, no, we could go pluck a JV quarterback from any of the high schools in the Denver area, and they could do the same thing that Sean Payton's having Russell Wilson do. Because Sean Payton doesn't trust him. And you know fucking what? It's exactly right. Every game for the last two months, Sean Payton on the first drive says, okay, Russ, you do one thing well, throw a bomb, throw a streak on the first drive. And if it works, we'll see what happens. And it never does, because Russ sucks. And then after that, it's just screens and quarterback draws and little slants and little designer plays. Easy, easy, easy Brock Purdy level shit. And he still fucks it up with three picks last week against the Texans. And they were all bad. So can the Chargers run the ball? No. Austin Eckler, low-key sucks. Not a good time to have a contract year. Uh... Do the Chargers have any receivers? No. Quentin Johnson might be the worst player in the NFL. It's incredible how little he can do on a field. You got taken before a lot of better players. You got taken before Zay Flowers. There there was someone else that went right next to him that was much better. Zay Flowers was the next pick. And And then the next pick was... Jordan Addison. Yeah, it went Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. And you could legitimately argue that that's in reverse order. And we knew that when the draft happened. I would have gone Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, JSN. Don't take Quentin Johnson. (laughs) Because here's the thing about speed receivers who aren't that fast, can't run any routes, and catch with their titties. They suck. They're bad. Which is my, why my comp for him was Kevin White, because he sucks. Like, I, I, I legitimately don't think in all the film I watched of Quentin Johnson at TCU, I don't think he caught a ball with his hands above his shoulders one time. It's not what you want. Everything is a, a stomach catch. Um, yeah, so they don't have any receivers. Keenan Allen's old and hurt and slow as fuck, and still just a slot, you know? Like, so there's only so much you can do. Uh, Brandon Staley's still a terrible coach. The defense is still awful. But you have to figure that they're going to beat the Broncos. I don't know, man. The Broncos have been... Broncos' defense is good. Their their defense is good, and... Shout out to Vance Joseph, by the way. I didn't think he could do it. He just isn't a head coach. Mm-hmm. But it, Denver has been able... I mean, they've turned a little bit into, you know what the Titans want to do or the Jets want to do or whatever, where they have a good defense, they don't make mistakes, or they try to limit their mistakes on offense. And they've got enough playmakers. Like, they don't have a great room, but they've got a pretty good one. I actually really like their room. I love Cortland Sutton, and I really like Jerry Judy. Sure. And I really like uh, uh, Mims. Uh, Denzel Mims? I think so. But between the fact that I feel like... Marvin Mims. Sure. Uh, Mims from Oklahoma, rookie. Small, fast guy. I think Denzel Mims was a guy from Baylor that won a couple years ago. Yes, that was the guy with the Jets who couldn't... I don't know what's wrong with his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, they just try and limit mistakes, let the defense keep them in games, and I don't think the Chargers are really good enough that they're going to pull away. Yeah. And, fuck, I think Sean Payton's a better coach. Oh, yeah. I mean... It'll, it'll, it comes down to betting on the Chargers always comes down to will Justin Herbert be the best quarterback in the NFL today? If yes, maybe they win. If no, you lose bad. Mm-hmm. And you know that stadium's going to be packed full of Broncos fans. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really want to bet on it. I don't I, either. I think I would lean Denver if you made me pick because at least I get points. And it's a better team. Yeah. And a better coach. Yeah. No, you're right. If we've learned anything this year, quarterbacks don't carry bad teams and bad coaches. So, yeah, you're right. We can't take it. Yeah. So, we'll we'll leave that one to the side and move on to the final game of the 3 o'clock hour. I like this game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Even if you don't bet on it, it'll be a blast to watch. I'm going to bet on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, We have the Buffalo Bills going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus one, or you can get Bills plus one and a half. Bills money line? I think so. They're begging you to bet on this game. I mean, they're basically giving you pick them. They're begging you to bet on the Chiefs. There's some kind of stat out there that Patrick Mahomes is like 78 billion and two. When he's a favorite of less than three. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, basically the Chiefs always win. They just don't always get margin. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Chiefs don't always win this year. And the Chiefs kind of suck this year. And their defense is kind of falling apart now after being really hot in the start of the season. Meanwhile, the Bills are coming off a bye. They can only get healthier. They just got Dawson Knox back. Now, if we would have recorded yesterday, I would have liked this better because I would have <laughs> not read the article about Sean McDermott just being insane. I okay, so I I have them clipped and I will read them in their entirety. I've only seen, you know, individual snippets to this point and understand some of them were quite a few years ago. But fucking weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. How much does that affect this week though? It doesn't necessarily, but here's why I think it worries me a little bit. Is one it's a distraction. Right. Because tomorrow when they get to practice, the players are going to have to talk about this instead of the game. And Saturday, they're going to have to talk about this or think about this. And Sunday, they're kind of going to be thinking about this. Uh, like, it's going to, in the back of, the, but it might be a motivating factor, like win one for our guy. Or it could be like a, well, people are starting to realize he's a weirdo. So maybe if we lose, like, it's not the worst thing. See, I feel like it's just not really much of a factor for players. True. Like, if these were recent comments... Yeah, like, or if, you, if like, you did the 9-11 comment today. Right. Then, like, but, fuck, how many guys were even on this team four years nah, ago? Yeah, you're totally right. So, I think to a lot of them, one, they weren't there, so they go, I don't know. It's just going to be a distraction for a few minutes tomorrow. Two, like, guys were like, yeah, it happened years ago, and we don't care. Like, we've moved past this. Like, people yeah. say weird shit in football locker rooms. And the, or, line, the line already accounts for the fact that Sean McDermott, not the best coach. Right. Like, he's solid. He's fine. But he's a defensive head coach that... Has a bad defensive roster. <laughs> and is apparently awful at motivating people. <laughs> He told the whole story. He built up and told an entire story about a woman driving her car off a cliff. And then everybody thought that he was going to have, like, but at the last moment, she persevered and didn't. And it's like, no, she just fucking did. <laughs> she just <laughs> died. Oh, God. Like, you know, sometimes shit sucks, dude. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. you drive off a cliff and, and you just die. I mean, valuable lesson. Uh, but... Like, I get what he's trying to do, right? He's trying to, like, do the edgy movie where, like, the good guy doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. But like, and I feel like, you know, again, there's some value in that of going like, yeah, sometimes even if you persevere, like you can't cover up mistakes. So like, don't fuck up. Yeah. Like you're not just because you're the main character of your own life doesn't mean shit's just going to work out for you. You Right. And like, not everything is fixable either. So like, be careful about what you're doing. 
because you can't just go and fix. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people that take a lot of different meanings from that story. I just don't think it's time and place. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Whatever. Um, Sean McDermott weirdness aside, I like the Bills. I do too. The better quarterback, and it's not close. Maho- Alex has kicked the recording studio with his his broken foot boot. Mm-hmm. Didn't hurt me. I'm not even going to try to cut that audio out. Um, so better quarterback this year, and it's not close. Uh, Bill's offensive line has been okay, which is actually an upgrade from how it usually performs. Right. The nice thing about the Bill's defense not being very good in the secondary is that the Chiefs don't fucking play real passing football. Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw to open dudes. And to the extent that anybody can, Poyer and Hyde are good enough safeties to take away Travis Kelsey to some extent. And... Tra- like I don't want to say this, but I have to say this. Travis Kelsey hasn't really looked like himself this year. I wonder if there's anything going on in his personal life that might be upsetting his ability to be an elite tight end. I think he looked like himself for the first half of the year. I think it's been the last... You mean like since Taylor went to Ecuador for her tour or whatever the fuck? Exactly. It's actually not Taylor Swift's entrance into his life. It's, it's the fact that he needs more of her or he's flying around the world to follow her. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I legitimately uh, think there's something to that. I think he's also, he's, like, I love he's, Travis. He's 33. He's old. And he's podcasting his ass off. And he's torn his ACL twice. Like, there are... He, we might be spreading the boy a little thin. Yeah, so, I mean, we all know that I love Travis Kelsey. Cleveland Heights represent. You see, Alex is also a <laughs> <laughs> No, I am not a Cleveland Heights tiger. I did not go to the same school. But I still root for my boys. Uh, the Kelseys, they are getting old. Uh, both of them... Jason looked old. But yeah. that's a different game. Um, I think both of them are kind of getting... Like, the age is showing. And so I think that's part of it for... they're podcasting more than us. Uh, apparently, though, they're not... It doesn't matter. I don't think podcasting is in their long-term plans, or at least not Jason's. According to the Kelsey documentary, he said... Like, he was talking to people about what he can do after football. And they are like, podcast? He was like, yeah, I don't know about all Like, I don't think he wants to keep podcasting. Travis is going to say, I want a podcast. And he's going to say, fine. I think, It's yeah. a fun thing to do with my brother. I think Travis could continue it. Like, you don't you don't want a podcast, but it's a fun thing that we do together. That's actually kind of fair. Um, I love my time on this show. <laughs> I could see Travis guilting Jason into it, but also I could see Jason being like, I don't play anymore. I don't have the inside stories. I'm just going to go chop wood and hang out with my family. What a man. Whereas Travis like wants to talk on a podcast and have people listen to what he's doing. And Travis is a golden retriever. Yes. yes. Jason is a bulldog. But back to the actual sport of football. Okay, so Bills have the better quarterback. Yes. Bills do not have the better coaching, but Patrick Mahomes basically has been eschewing the coaching. He's, like, he doesn't run the plays. Dudes are open, and he runs a different play. And the benefit you have of Andy Reid is that he designs and calls incredible plays. Mm-hmm. But you do have to put that with his horrible clock management. I know it's better now. It's been a lot better. But I still worry about him. 
Well, lately, the way that Mahomes has been playing, he's been obviating the Chiefs' greatest strength, which is Andy Reid. Right. Right? Because Andy Reid's going to call a play. It's a West Coast offense. Get the ball out quick. Dude's in space. Yards after catch. And last year, Patrick Mahomes was one of the lowest average depths of target, just throwing dinks and dunks and screens and slants and hooks. But this year, he's, they're, they're running the same plays with the same receivers, and they're open, and Mahomes is not throwing them. He's looking at Kelsey, and if Kelsey's not open, he's running around and doing weird shit. And it just, it looks like Mahomes is not there mentally either. Uh, it's almost, you know, you might even think he was the one who was distracted by a new flame. I guess he does have babies now, but... He does have children. Granted, I think he had a new child last year. Plus, he was being followed around by a film crew the entire season, so... Yeah, I, I mean, he could just be having a bad year. Yeah, we I don't mean, know. hangover, Super Bowl hangover on top of a crazy year. He got half a billion and the dollars. Team's worse. Maybe he's like, uh, oh no, I like the stock market more than football now. Or he's just in a funk, you know? Like, maybe the weather in Kansas City has been crappy and he's sad. Whatever it is, he doesn't look the same. And he is not going to leverage the offense the way that a system quarterback would. Uh, if he did, they would be very good, but they haven't done it for 14 fucking weeks. And I don't see it changing now. Um, are the Chiefs coming off a bye? I don't think so. No, they played last week. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure they played last week. Who did they play? Oh, they lost to Green Bay. Yes, they lost to Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. Now, I guess that could be the wake-up call they needed. But yet another uh, perfect example, actually, of how Kansas City's defense has gotten kind of weak, and they're losing safeties on the back end, and now the deep ball's working on them a lot. And I know Josh Allen's going to throw the deep ball. Also have max motivation on both sides, so you don't need to worry about one team being fat and happy. Like, yes, the Chiefs are in first place and going to make the playoffs, but they're coming off of another weird and kind of embarrassing loss. Not embarrassing in that they, like, got blown out, but embarrassing in that they should not have lost to the Packers. Yeah. Uh, and then the Bills are fighting for their lives. Yeah, I mean, they're 6-6 six and six right now. Like, they're not even a wildcard team. Yeah, like, they kind of need to win out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the motivation spots are similar. Like, obviously, Kansas City wants to get back after getting kind of embarrassed by Green Bay on national television. But Buffalo is trying to stay alive. Buffalo's trying to stay alive. Buffalo's coming off a bye. Buffalo has the better quarterback. The coaching is a wash because it's obviated by the way Mahomes plays. The defenses are kind of similar right now. Kansas City started off the year really hot, but their defensive ends have kind of fallen off in terms of pressures. And like I said, their secondary is taking a half step back. And Dawson Knox is back. So now the Bills have two tight ends. That helps. Two good receiving tight ends, one of which will be an ex-receiver. Right? Like, they're just going to use Dalton Kincaid as an X in a slot. I like the Bills. I do, too. I think we should uh, make it a bet. Cha-ching! Amazing. Well, ready to move on to Sunday night? We've been waiting all day for Sunday night. I'm going to spoken word quote songs a lot today. It's very cool. We have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are minus three and a half. Damn! I know. The Cowboys were minus three right after the game on Sunday, and I liked it. I, I do, too. I still like three and a half. Three and a half definitely worries me, but I like Dallas. Okay, so the thing with Jalen Hurts lately has been that he's been taking even longer than usual to process in the pocket. And you can tell immediately when he's going to have a rough day when he doesn't have all day to sit in the pocket. Michael Parsons is not going to give him time. Demarcus Lawrence is not going to give him time. 
Osa Odigizuwa is low-key, like, actually a good three technique. Like, a good one. And then, like, yes, Duran Bland is not great when he goes deep. But he's got great ball skills. Like, he's not a great corner, but he's got great ball skills. And Jalen Hurts hangs balls up there. On the other side, Stephon Gilmore, yeah, he's not Gilly Lock anymore, but he's still really good. Uh, I, I like the Dallas defense a lot. Dak is playing the best ball of his career. That is not MVP level stuff, in my opinion, but it is good. And this is this is a deep cut. You may remember last couple times we've watched Cowboys games, we've commented on how Dak is throwing the seam ball like insanely well. Like he's probably the best at throwing the seam in the NFL right now, which is weird, but absolutely true. The Eagles run almost exclusively cover four, dude. I mean, less than last year. They're more exotic than last year, but it's a lot of cover four, so a lot of seams with really bad linebackers. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the seam shots, and Dak hits those bitches. So they're going to move the ball. Also, frankly, Cowboys should have won the first game. They were the better team. I, I mean, honestly, I kind, of, I kind of agree, even though I picked the Eagles in that game and was very happy to win. I don't really think they should have. And... I don't know. I think the Cowboys, you get them back at home. They're off a mini-buy because they played on Thursday. Yeah. After consecutive Thursdays because they were Thanksgiving and then Thursday last week. So I think they're well-rested. They're playing at home. They need to win this game to win the division. Yeah. It's it's all right there for them, and they're playing the hottest they've been. mm -hmm. Whereas the Eagles have not been playing as well. Now, for the, the fun injury report, it looks like both teams are pretty healthy. Um, the one exception is Lane Johnson, who looked much worse last week because he's hobbled. Yes. Like, he's playing hurt, and he didn't look like himself. And Jason Kelsey's playing hurt. Jason Kelsey's always playing hurt. I, I feel know. like O-linemen are just always hurt. It's just you mostly only hear about it with guys on the team we follow or guys we like. Is that Ralphie? Holy shit. He's old. I mean, it makes sense. Ralphie from A Christmas Story. That guy looks like a Steelers fan, but like the Mike Munchak Steelers fan. Maybe he just looks like Mike Munchak. <laughs> uh, we we need to turn the post-game off of the shitty game. It's We're really getting distracted, and it's turned this pod into... We're, we're okay. We only got like two more games. Uh, no, I like Dallas. I Fuck, three and a half is rough. I really don't want to bet him at three and a half. I don't either. I was like, this was penciled in as a pick because I was going to be minus three all week, dude. There's nowhere we can find three. I don't, I don't think we're finding three. <sighs> I think if we want it, we're going to have to bet at three and a half. Yeah, but dude, they're begging you to bet on the fucking Eagles. I they're know. begging you. They're giving you the fucking Super Bowl runner up off a loss, catching three and a half. I mean, you could always in a tie it in with something. Dude, 63% of the bets are on Dallas. The Eagles are the play. And I don't like it because I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, I mean, they can still st- try and push you one way or another. But, like, we've watched Jalen Hurts not be good. But lately. what if Marcus Mariota happens? Are you really betting on them benching their MVP candidate quarterback that they just paid all this money? No, but do you know how hard I will ejaculate? I know. I saw you last week. <laughs> I was so happy. That was my Super Bowl. I was so happy. <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> and they got no. He didn't get a chance to do anything. <laughs> nope. Dallas is playing better. Yeah. 
They're at home. They're the better team. They're off more rest. Fuck. They've got the momentum. They should have won the last time they played. Do you think the Eagles are... I know this isn't good logic, but do you think the Eagles are going to sweep the season series? The Eagles haven't won in Dallas since 2017. What? Really? According to this uh, Cowboys website, not the Cowboys website, but it is a website where people talk about the Cowboys and... Are you just on QAnon? <laughs> no, it's called uh, Blogging the Boys 45 Forever. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's just Blogging <laughs> the Boys. <laughs> I almost fell off the fucking couch. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, they in, in here they have, meanwhile, the Eagles have not defeated the Cowboys at home since 2017. Mm-hmm. The, this was the site that is posting injury No, reports. I mean, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, okay. I know that, like, it's not great logic, but do you think it's more likely that these two good teams end up sweeping, getting, or, you know, that end up in a sweep, or that they end up splitting? They're probably going to split. It makes sense for them to split. The Eagles also don't really deserve to be, like, 9-2. and 9-3 and three is way more fitting of their caliber. What I'm getting from this is we both really want to bet on Dallas, but are scared. We're terrified because laying three and a half on a public side on the fucking Dallas Cowboys of all teams is not, it's it's bad, it's bad practice. It's the worst possible thing you can do. And when this happens and the bird watcher hears this, he's going to say, ha, in that bird watcher ass way he does it too, where he doesn't really care that much, but he cares just enough to say like the smallest amount of shit talk that it takes to just cut through you. Yeah. It's just that one little caw that just gets after you. He's good at it. No, I mean I mean, okay, so here's the thing. We could buy down with the cowboy. I know not for the We're not the buying down. We could buy down and tie it with San Francisco money line. Yeah, you're gonna get to like Minus three, and then you'd probably be laying 113. Oh, I'll check your math. Now I am on Bovada, which doesn't give you the best odds. Bovada, you can't trust us with your money. We won't give you the best odds, and we might not pay you out. So on Bovada, you can go to Dallas minus three and San Francisco money line, and it's plus 101. Fuck. That's a pod parlay. (laughs) That's a pod parlay. Like, I, because I agree with you, shit's scary on three and a half in what I assume will be a really close game. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Also, we can totally just live bet this. Like, at some point, the Eagles will kick a field goal and we will get minus three. Like, if the Eagles move the ball 15 yards on their first drive, it'll get down to minus three. Yeah, I tend to agree. So, I guess we take Dallas. How many games do we have already bet, not including this pod parlay? Uh, So, we have Cincinnati, Minnesota, Buffalo. Okay. And then then maybe Dallas. Right. And then we have two more games, both of which suck. Correct. Let's talk about Monday night, and we'll come back. Yeah, this will be a nice quick one. Uh, first up on Monday night, we have the Tennessee Titans going to play in the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus 13. So that's going to be the Monday night game I don't watch. Do you know what the other Monday night game is? Fuck, what is it? At the exact same time, yeah. the Green Bay Packers are going to play the New York Giants. 
The Giants are plus seven. Or you can get Packers minus six and a half. What? Dude, Amazon really needs to stop advertising that they used their AI to develop the schedule this year because the schedule this year sucks. How are you going to have two Monday night games at exactly the same time, both of which are assholes? <laughs> Meanwhile, the Bills and Chiefs, one of the most electric rivalries in the NFL, play at 3 o'clock. Um, okay, so we're not betting those games. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> So it effectively takes us to, we have our three bets, Cincinnati minus one and a half, Minnesota minus three, Buffalo plus one and a half. And then we have Dallas minus three and a half as maybe the top of the maybe pile. And then Detroit minus three, Tampa Bay plus two and a half. Well, we can't bet on Tampa Bay. So we're betting on Dallas minus three and a half. But maybe we should bet on Tampa Bay. <laughs> we did this last week with Washington. And I do then this every them. single time. Every fucking week, I'm like, all right, well, Tampa Bay, I mean, you can't do it. But what if we did? Because it's so hard to put out of your head. Like, the problem with Tampa Bay is that they have a really, really good quarterback who's playing really, really well, and nobody gives him credit. So there's a ton of value there. But then the other problem with Tampa Bay is that they have Todd Bowles, who's like a steaming sack of toxic shit, and nobody seems to recognize that he's a steaming sack of toxic shit. So the value gets all eaten up, so there's no real value. In fact, there might be negative value, because Mike Evans is a drop machine. But yeah, no, I don't actually like Tampa Bay. I'm just, I want them to win because it'd be sick, but I don't like them. I did find lines for Detroit minus three as well. <laughs> so we could get Detroit minus three. Yeah, we can get Detroit minus three. I mean, I think it almost has to be the fifth bat. Yeah, unless... we'll, we'll go Detroit and Dallas. But the only fear with Detroit is that I don't, love them and I'm afraid of Jared Goff in the cold but they've got David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs so they can run and the Bears have shitty linebackers they do the Bears are generally bad dude fuck it we're not afraid of the Bears they just put up 12 points against the Vikings off of three turnovers that's true come on yeah and I mean we talked about flipping a coin on Jacksonville and Cleveland we we hemmed and hawed on Denver and the Chargers but I no, I like these. This yeah. is this is the way to go. And then, so what's our best bet? Is it Cincy? I think it has to be. I agree. Best bet, Cincy. Jake Brown, the Jake Browning experience. Yeah, because I don't want to do Minnesota. I, Buffalo is really intriguing to me, but I think that's playing with fire. It is. And same with Dallas. And I don't like Detroit enough. Yeah. So I think Cincy goes in as the best bet. Yep. When I said the Jake Browning experience, did you think Joe Rogan or Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> um, honestly, I didn't think either. I, I just took it for what it was. But, all right, we got five picks with a best bet and a parlay. We have Dallas minus three San Francisco money line, and that's a basically it's even odds. Yeah, that's a plus odd bet. Mm-hmm. Plus nice. 101, baby. And we'll see if we can finally win one of these pot parlays. I'm sure we've won. Yeah, we've won one we, of we them. We started off the season hot with them. But I think we've struggled on them. Well, we haven't done one in a few weeks, but... I feel better about this week than last week. I'm just waiting for this NFL season to crack open. Because November is always tough, but then right around playoff time, things crack open. 
And I know that this season sucks because there's just not a lot of good football being played. But things are going to crack open. I believe. And we're up six and a half units. Yeah. That's good shit. Mm Mm-hmm. 52 and a half win percentage. Six and a half units. We're on track. Absolutely. And we're killing the best bets. And Jake Browning's going to win us the best bet this week. So, Taylor fail. Thanks for bearing with us during the lean month of November, as it always is, and we never figure it out. Uh, Till next time, please bet on football games. Asta.